Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. You're listening to the We Podcast, where we speak, we grow, we rise. I'm your host, Sarah Menares. The We Podcast is a part of the We community, where we are passionate about creating community and providing a space for speaking authentic truth, growing together, and rising above challenges and into the full power of all we were created to be. You are now listening to episode number 39 of the We Podcast. In this episode, I get to chat with the amazing Katie Acosta. Katie is a Colorado native married to Alex, a native Peruvian. They have two children, Patrick in third grade and Evie in kindergarten. Katie has dedicated much of her adult life to serving others. Living in Peru in 2003, shortly after marrying Alex, she helped him plant a church there until returning to the States with him in 2005 to plant another church in Greeley, Colorado. With a heart to serve the Greeley Latino community, Katie was instrumental in building, training volunteers, and running English classes for adult Latinos through Christ Community Church. Later, after receiving her master's degree in culturally and linguistically diverse education from the University of Northern Colorado, her work with teaching English to newcomers in the community continued in the local public school district. After years of service to others and putting everyone else's needs and desires before her own, in 2015, Katie took some time away from teaching and service to pursue her own passions and desires for life and the long-term impact she wants to leave on this world through online entrepreneurship. Out of these last three years of this pursuit, Katie has created and is building the A Mom That Matters brand, helping moms balance business, relationships, and wellness. We're just so happy to have Katie here with us and taking us through her journey from meeting her husband, not even speaking the same language when they met, how she has dealt with struggles and deep losses and her experiences and perseverance and overcoming. And she also gives us her top tip in trying to juggle it all as a mother. There's something in this interview for everyone. So, all right, here we go. Here is my interview with Katie. All right, here we are. I'm very excited to have Miss Katie Acosta here with us on the We Podcast. This is the 39th episode, and I know it's going to be amazing. (laughs) Thanks for being here, Katie. Oh my gosh, thanks for having me, Sarah. This is exciting. Yay, yeah, yes, I'm glad. I know we've been talking about it a little bit, so I'm glad it's finally happening, and we get to put your story out there, and I know that there's... There's lots of amazingness, so I'm excited to dive in with you. Yeah, I'm excited too, so yay. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) All right, so I know you. I I think our story is kind of cool, actually. It's kind of crazy that (laughs) how we met online, essentially, right? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, right. Then 
realized later that our kids were in the same Cub Scouts. Is it right. DIN? I always get it messed up. DIN or it's pack. The same pack, yeah. Pack. That's what it is. <laughs> It'd be really bad if they were in the same DIN because then we would have been at lots of meetings together. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Well, we had only met once before, but we didn't realize, like, I didn't put two and two together until later. I'm like, oh my gosh, such a small world. It's so cool. Yes. Yeah. It was quite interesting. I think it was when we were doing the recruitment for scouts and, and I posted a picture on Facebook and I think that's what made us yep. realize that. Totally. So, yep. Yeah. I was like, Very wait cool. a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Those shirts look really familiar. <laughs> yes. That's awesome. I love how things work out like that. Yes, me too. It's pretty awesome. So it's been a pleasure getting to know you and, and follow you and um, take some of your courses. And you're a, a great woman entrepreneur to, to um, inspire others and keep people moving forward and learn about ourselves. So thanks for being you, Sarah. Oh yeah. Thank you. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I know that you have lots of amazingness happen and happening going on and I'm excited to dive into that. So before we do though, I don't know a ton of your backstory. Like I know a little bit of it uh, in relation to the Backpacks for Hope and which we'll come to later and talk in more detail about. But I would love to kind of start at the beginning. Like, are you from this area? Tell us a little bit of your backstory. Sure, sure. So I am a Colorado native. I grew up in a small little mountain town called Buena Vista, and you only call it Buena Vista if you're from there. Otherwise, it's Buena Vista. Um, That's so true. I thought it was called Buena Vista. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we're, we're always heard that, that the town actually voted on the pronunciation of the name, like, I don't know, in the 1800s or something. So That's funny. I know. Um, anyway, I grew up there, graduated from high school there, and then um, ended up going to college as far away as I could get from Buena Vista without getting out of state and having to pay out of state tuition. Um, so I went to Sterling. Northeastern Junior College, and um, I was going to be a veterinarian at that time. In a small town, not a lot of options, so you know, it's just like the normal doctor, lawyer, veterinarian, teacher, That's those are what you're going to be when you grow up. I never knew about the, um, the world of online entrepreneurship or, or any, anything else in that world, but then I went, once I finished at, you, um, Sorry. Once I finished at Northeastern Junior College, mm -hmm. I went on to CSU and it was huge. Blew my mind at how big that place was. And I dropped out after my first semester and just worked for a while. And then I went and did some missions work in Peru and through that time. And I eventually um, in there became a veterinary technician. So I worked in that for a while. 
And then in Peru, I fell in love with the culture, with the people, with, um, with the food. (laughs) 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 And, um, I, I was there doing some mission work right for my church and, um, did, and met a guy. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So, um, I went, I was there for just about a week mission trip and then just connected with, um, a translator friend of mine that was there and we became really good friends. And so then he and his dad, who was the pastor of a church, invited me to come back. And so I came, um, and so I was, gosh, I was 21 or 22 at this time. And they invited me to come back. And there was another team of people coming from the Greeley area. And we had, I went a week early. And problem was though that I didn't speak Spanish at that time so when I got to Peru I found out that my flight from Lima taking me to this uh, little town in the mountains had been canceled so I'm at the airport in Lima don't speak Spanish and I have to figure out what to do so I called (laughs) I called the pastor who lived in Lima and I said hey so I'm at the airport his his wife spoke a very little bit of broken English and so they came figured figured out they needed to come get me at the airport and so then I um, went to their house they fed me and I had no idea what was going on but they figured out they knew what I needed to do because they had talked to the pastor here about it and they took me, um, they fed me, they took me to church that night, and they said, here, and they introduced me to this person, um, Alex, who is now my husband. He said, they said, this is Alex, and Alex is going to take you to Wanako to do the mission trip that you had set out to do with this other translator that you had had this all set up with. So like, great, this is awesome. And then Alex doesn't speak a lick of English. So <laughs> instead of taking the, the, the airplane ride that I was going to take, we end, I ended up taking the bus. It was an eight hour bus trip on with a guy I don't know who's, who's Alex, who doesn't speak English. I don't speak Spanish. We're trying to talk to each other with this <laughs> little bitty translator dictionary like a pocket translator dictionary and I don't know if you call it you know I don't know what you call it we we, we like to say that it was um just like meant to be like he was supposed to be in a completely different country at that time but his trip got canceled so then that's why he ended up being the one taking me so it was just all of these wow. things that worked together and we met and we worked together in missions there, and we met in, when was it, in July 2003, and we were married in November of 2003. Wow. So, so great. did you know Spanish, or did he know English by then? Not, not 
Not really in those few months, no. So we communicated. At that time, it was MSN Messenger, right? So there was no Facebook yet. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so we went on to Google, and that Google, the sort of somewhat Google translator that sort of worked, and that we would type in our messages there, translate them, and then send them to each other over MSN Messenger. And so that's how we communicated, like every wow. day. And then, wow. um, yeah, like we both just knew that it was, it was meant to be, and we both knew it was going to be hard because not only do we not speak each other's languages, but we're completely different continents, <laughs> <laughs> completely My different cultures, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, but that was in 2003 and it's, so it's been, we just celebrated our 15th wedding anniversary. And so um, it's been very challenging, but it's also been very rewarding and gotten to learn a lot about ourselves through this process and um, just be able to be that much more, I don't know if you say, open about other people and their, the way that they operate in their cultures we've made a lot of Muslim friends in this area and we can really just kind of relate to that just everything's different for them here you know mm -hmm. so yeah we and I actually after we got married Alex and I got married I live I moved to Peru and I lived there for two years so that's when I actually learned Spanish okay <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had to. I had to, and I learned how to wash clothes by hand. I learned how to just like, every day you go to the market, you have, if you have a refrigerator in this town where we lived, then it was one of like, you know, the little college dorm refrigerators? That's mm -hmm. about the kind of refrigerator most people have if they have one. So mm -hmm. you go to the market and you buy your food every day and you cook fresh every day. And I knew how to cook beans out of a can when I moved to Peru. And that's <laughs> a lot to learn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can imagine. That's about how I know how to cook now, still. And I'm <laughs> almost 40. <laughs> right. Yeah, me too. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's, um, that's kind of my, our heart for Peru, because the backpacks of hope you mentioned before is, is, is for Peru. It's for kids in Peru. Mm -hmm. so that's our connection there. Yeah, that is amazing. Okay, so you got married, you moved there. What mm -hmm. did your, what was your family saying? Like, I, because <laughs> I like trying to imagine Aubrey going on a mission trip and coming back and being like, oh yeah, by the way, I'm moving to <laughs> Peru. <laughs> And I'm getting married. Yeah. <laughs> I would be like, what? <laughs> right. So my my mom was actually, she was pretty good with it. She was um, good with it. She, I mean, we grew up in the church with my mom and stuff. My dad, on the other hand, was not so good with it. He He was just worried. Um, you know, the, my, what my dad's experience with overseas was Vietnam. Mm -hmm. And so he doesn't like 
when he thinks overseas, he thinks terrible things, right? So that I think was scary to him. And it, his thought at that time was, yeah, if it, he wasn't worried so much about the marriage. He's like, if it doesn't work out, you just get divorced. That's kind of was his mindset at that time. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's what, what happened um, with he and my mom. So we, um, my mom went to the wedding. We, we were married in Peru. So my mom and my brother went, my brother walked me down the aisle because my dad didn't go. And, you know, my, my aunt actually was the one that purchased the airline ticket for my mom and my brother to go. And she offered to pay for my dad to go. And he still said, no, he wasn't going to go. So it was a little hard. Um, we've since repaired things and my dad loves Alex and we have a great relationship with him and my stepmom, but it was hard. It was a hard thing for a hard pill to swallow for them mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can imagine, but that's, it's amazing. You know, I think of like, yeah, a parent's, experience is different they see like their baby girl going off to another country you know but how Mm -hmm. amazing really it does sound like it was divine intervention for sure yeah yeah we totally see it that way for sure and I mean it has not come without challenges though like just communication challenges and not just language barrier just understanding like even if you understand the same words in in a language the meaning behind it is so much different Mm. even from different cultures you know Mm -hmm. so it's um even I mean if you think about it in the United States like even like people that grew up in the same town your families are still different cultures like you still did things different so you have all those things to work through anyways mm-hmm. it's just more intense I think <laughs> <laughs> so now you speak Spanish fluently I'm assuming because I yeah, yeah yeah I do like if you come over to our to our house I mean we mostly speak Spanish here like um when we communicate with each other we speak Spanish I try to, t- I try to get him to speak English and I'm like, today I'm only going to talk to you in English. And he's, it lasts for a while. <laughs> he's like, wait, tell me in Spanish because I'm not following. <laughs> so. so your kids speak both? Um, they both started out speaking Spanish. Um, they both prefer English now. I mean, I think that's kind of the norm with all the other kids and their peers speak. English, but they understand Spanish, but they're not fluent speakers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. So I just skipped away, skipped ahead a little bit with asking about your kids. So uh, <laughs> yes, we had kids eventually. Yeah. <laughs> Fast forward. Now go back. Rewind. <laughs> yeah. So we we did wait about seven years. We were married seven years before we had kids, just because we knew we had a lot to learn about each other and it neither one of us wanted to put a kid in the mix with that yet and plus living in Peru I really didn't want to have a baby in Peru 
So, I mean, this medical technology and stuff is not what it is here. And so, and we actually, um, I wasn't going to plan on talking about this, but we actually lost our first child. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a tubal pregnancy and I, and they had to have, um, have the baby cut out and stuff. They, um, mm-hmm. I w- or what if I would have lost my own life. And I just, I remember thinking then if I was in Peru right now, they wouldn't know what was wrong with me and I would have probably died, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. That's scary. Yeah. Yeah. How long ago was that? So it's before Patrick. So he's nine now. Okay. So 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh, I can imagine. How far along were you? Were you... Was it like earlier or? Yeah, it was five or six weeks. But in the tube, that's, I mean, I went in, they did an ultrasound and they did the surgery that day. They're like, we can't wait. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's scary. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. (laughs) Yeah, that's a great point. Jeez. Good thing you waited. (laughs) Yeah. Here. very much <laughs> yeah. well good thing you waited for lots of reasons though I mean you said you waited seven years because you still needed to get to know each other and all of those things and a lot of people don't like a lot of people don't wait and they jump in headfirst and they introduce children into the mix at a very early stage and I think it just makes things so much harder yeah yeah. yeah, it certainly can. I mean, you don't really ever get to know each other or, you know, without kids. And then when they go away to college and all that, you're like, wait, who is this person? I don't even know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so super important, right, to keep just make sure that you're cultivating whenever you have kids, you know, always cultivating your own relationship with your spouse mm-hmm. too. Totally. So Yeah. It's interesting because I've never known Nick without kids because I came in as a single mom. And right. so we've always had kids. <laughs> right. So it's going to be weird <laughs> when we don't have any kids. <laughs> yeah. 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 But it's true. Like making it a priority to Mm-hmm. to know each other aside from or separate from it being a parent it's huge yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. and yeah. even if you know and even if you don't you know like or I mean even if you um don't know each other without kids I mean always just making sure that you're working on your relationship and you know because we're always I'm not the same person that I was when I married Alex 15 years ago I'm, mm-hmm. I'm totally different so, and so is he. And so learning that and how we grow and change so important, I feel like. Oh, yeah, totally. I, I joke, but I'm really actually kind of serious. Um, <laughs> every time we get away, like overnight or something like that, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is so good because I remember I actually like you. Like, <laughs> right? Yeah, like I like who you are as a person. You're fun to hang out with and 
you you forget those kind of things when you're in the mix of everyday chaos and taking care of children and everything that you have to do it's easy to forget that you're friends and you like each other <laughs> right yeah yeah for sure yeah yeah so you came back to the u.s and did he want to move back here or was he hesitant what did alex think about moving here um kind of a little bit of both um he is so we came here with the purpose of planting a church here so when we were in Peru those two years, we planted a church. And then we came here with, um, with the intention of doing something in that kind of area. And we had the opportunity with Christ Community Church um, to be able to plant the Spanish service there. And so Alex was church planter missionary. I was the, the wife that came along and, and helped. I mean, we worked at it together. And then um, Alex got to be on staff there and actually ended up pastoring the church for, I don't know, eight years, I think, about mm -hmm. seven or eight years. And it grew, grew. And so the, the, the church is still there at Christ Community. He's just, um, his long-term goal in life was not to pastor a church. He's, he's more of a missionary. So we... Um, we came here to do that and that's why we landed in Greeley because we had the connections with the pastors of that church. Mm -hmm. so, okay. I was going to ask why Greeley. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Dr. Buena Vista. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> <In> Peru. <laughs> yeah. Why Greeley? <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. So that's why Greeley we had, we had those connections there and then, um, and then I was never going to be a teacher. I started teaching English to adults as part of an outreach that we did with Christ Community um, to adult Latinos. And we had a volunteer group. And um, I mean, we, we had classes where, I mean, we had 100 students and in four different classes. And it, it was great. And that's where I decided, hey, maybe I need to be a teacher. So then I went back to school as a non-traditional student to do that. Okay. Yeah. All right. Cool. That's awesome. All right. So you went back and you got a degree in uh, neuro-linguistic. You finished the title. <laughs> I know that's <laughs> the first word. <laughs> yeah. So I started with the elementary education and then the, um, I think six months after I got a job, I started in on my master's in culturally and linguistically diverse education. Okay. I had one of the, I had one of the words. <laughs> <laughs> you did. <laughs> yeah. So I graduated with that in 2013, December of 13, I think it was. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. I've been teaching about, um, this is my seventh year of teaching. I took a year off in the middle there, so but this is my seventh year of teaching. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. So you had children in there also. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. We did. 
We had Patrick in 2009 and Evie came in 2013. So finishing up my master's, had a baby, teaching English classes, working full time. I had to stop something. So I, I, we, that's when we stopped doing the English classes for adults through Christ Community. It was just too much to do. Mm. Fit it all in. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I've learned, sometimes I have to say no because I've always kind of been the yes lady asking you to do something and I say yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I've had to teach myself over the last couple of years that I need to say no. And if I'm going to be a good mom, I have to say no sometimes. If I'm going to be good, a good wife, I have to say no sometimes. <laughs> mm -hmm. If I'm going to be a nice person, I have to say no sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> good point. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, my thought is, is that a lot of the listeners can probably really late, relate to that. I know mm -hmm. I can relate for sure, especially when you're kind of a mover and a shaker and as you are, and you're kind of, I don't know, high energy, like more of an achiever. You want to save the world and make it a better place. Right? <laughs> <laughs> then it's, I think, harder to say no and set those boundaries. But I, you're mm -hmm. so right on. And I think as women in general, we just find our identity and so many things outside of ourselves. So how did you get to a place like, do you have a method that you use now where it helps keep you on track? <laughs> or I know people, I've heard people say like, if it doesn't bring you joy, then you should say no. Or if it's not getting you closer to your goal, or do you kind of have something that you gauge what you do engage in against? Yeah, it really, I look at my goals and what I'm trying to do. I, I actually use my husband a lot for that because he's kind of, what'd you say, wise, I guess, would be the word, when it comes to a lot of those things. And we can just talk through them. Like, is this the right thing that we should be doing right now? So, I mean, using him as kind of a sounding board. Mm -hmm. um, to what I'm doing or thinking of doing. Um, and then just thinking about what are my, what are my, what are my goals that I, that I'm, that I'm trying to reach right now. So uh, really just looking at that. And, and I've had to say, I've had to say no to a lot of things in my teaching profession too. Cause I used to be like, I would, go in early, teach the before school program. I would stay and teach the after school program. And I've just had to learn to say no to a lot of things and just, or just not speak up and say, Hey, I'll do it. You know? Mm -hmm. And so I'm still a good, and just knowing that I'm still a good teacher, if I don't do everything, I'm probably a better teacher. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, just thinking about what my goals are mostly is, is and then practicing saying no just to practice because it was a habit to just say yeah I'll do it yeah I'll do it totally and then, then practicing the word no <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah it's a great point yeah I love that I Nick is kind of the same for me he 
he can see things more clearly than I can sometimes. And I don't always like his answer though. <laughs> right? <laughs> oh man, I don't want to hear that. <laughs> but it's yeah. true. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that was kind of, I mean, I was last year, I was a den leader too for the last two years. And I had, to, I had to step down from it. There just had too much that I was trying to do. And I wasn't being a good, I didn't feel like I was being a good den leader. And I felt like someone else could do a better job than I could. So, and it's doing a great job. So <laughs> mm. um, just thinking yeah. about, I mean, other people, I'm not the only one with talent. Like there's, people have talents, let them use their talents. <laughs> mm. That's a good point. Yeah, I I think we're similar in that way. I'm learning about the Enneagram. Have you heard of this Enneagram? Uh -huh. Oh, girl, you got to check it out. It's like a <laughs> it's like a personality type assessment thing. Mm -hmm. Um yeah, it's really cool. It's the Enneagram app that uh let's see, the Ennea app. And, and there's one through nine and then it gives you your top three types. Okay. And I think we're probably pretty similar. <laughs> so, you're going to have to take it. Send me your numbers. Okay. I want to know what they are. But uh, I am a two a seven and a three. And so a two is the helper, like the yes, I say yes to everything all the time. I want to help. I want to do all the things and like the rescuer. Uh, <laughs> Got it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but it's interesting because I'm also a three which is an achiever. So, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah. So it's interesting how we're motivated to like it. It's really actually giving me some different insight about myself because it tells you too, how it can show up really negatively in your life. Mm -hmm. um, and one of the things that was really hard for me to hear <laughs> Which the what you just said brought this up for me is that for two for a helper that one of the things that can go really wrong or really badly is pride. Like pride is our number one challenge because mm -hmm. if we think we can do it better than everybody else, that's why we're saying yes all the time. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that we have to check that. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's so freaking hard for me to hear. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, ah, oh, all right. I got to evaluate some things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's, um, yeah, I've been, um, I, I have done some work with some some different people and one of the things that I keep coming back to is I need to hire a virtual assistant and it's been almost a year that I've been saying I need to hire a virtual assistant I can't do all of this yeah but it's hard 
for me to let it go. But I finally did just hire someone and, and we're working on, and like he's talking about stuff with my website that I've never thought of. And I'm like, Hey, can you do that too? Like, not just like, tell me what needs to be done, but do it. And so then it's, it's getting so much off my plate and it's going to be better than it was before. Oh yes. That is amazing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes. So so have needed to do that. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Well, I think that's a huge realization to have. Like Mm -hmm. I just, uh, just formed, as you know, the, the we community team, because it was like, I can't do all of this on my own. And there is this place that you get to, I think where you have the realization that if I want to really achieve the things that are in my heart or help the people on to the scale that I really want to, or do the things I really want to do that I can't it's impossible to do by yourself yeah yeah for sure mm-hmm. it's uh hard to let it go sometimes <laughs> <It's good. laughs> yeah it is I mean it is and and so I I have the the same pride thing for sure like oh I can figure it out I know I can you know I'm smart enough I know I can figure out how to do these things well yes you can Katie and that's great but how about the person that already knows how to do it and you don't have to take your time to figure it out right exactly (laughs) yeah it's true yeah all right so Katie you're gonna have to send me your numbers and everybody who's listening (laughs) you'll have to let us know yes yeah (laughs) yeah yeah it's amazing all right so all right so you started teaching you started you started learning to set boundaries and and to say no and then what um so the well the past four years have been a, a huge it's like a whole new chapter in my life I've started with just working on me and taking the time for me um, to make sure that I'm okay doing meditations and taking care of myself in the mornings and looking at um, personal development, reading, reading those. I mean, before I would sit down and read a novel on a weekend, but that really didn't have any effect on my life. I still enjoy doing that every once in a while, but really looking at what are all of these great thought leaders doing? Um, What are all these great, um, you know, entrepreneurs that I want to be like, what are they doing? Who are they listening to and getting out there and, and reading those books and listening to those podcasts and listening to, what are people doing? And so I've just been really on this journey of who is Katie now that I'm almost 40 and what kind of contribution do I want to make to this planet? And, um, you know, it's not that I've never done anything cool or, I mean, I've done, I've done, I've done stuff, but I feel like I'm not what I've done before this 
this little journey over the last four years hasn't been something that's going to be remembered for a long time and like leave a legacy. Like, yeah, my kids are my legacy, but I like, I want to leave this, this mark on the world that says Katie was here and she made a difference. So mm -hmm. I've just been, I've kind of been on that journey for the last about four years trying to figure that out and find out who, who I am and for some people, maybe it doesn't take that long to figure that out, but it's taken me, it seems like it's taken a long time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I think it takes a lifetime, really, because there's always <laughs> layers. There are layers. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. But being on that path, I think, oh my gosh, like it makes everything different. Everything mm -hmm. different. Once you're open to that, you're open to figuring out who you are, what you want, all of those things. I mean, it, it, gosh, it changes everything and opens you up to completely different perspectives and, and even opportunities, I think, than what was there before. So you want to yeah. create a ripple. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I do. Yeah. I love your ripple diagram too. <laughs> If you don't know Sarah's ripple diagram, I'll ask her about it. It's really cool. <laughs> uh, well, thanks. But yeah, that's amazing. So tell us a little bit about like, what was the mindset that led you up to making the decision of, okay, I need to be on this journey. Like, I need to, I need to figure out what legacy I'm going to leave. Like what, what started this off? Right. So in 2014, um, I watched my mom die of cancer mm -hmm. and that was really that, that summer I spent with her, um, just taking care of her and talking about her life and planning her funeral really, I think what was definitely the start of all of it. Um, at that point I was just kind of going through the motions of life. I was working really hard. I was trying to do all the right things, but um, I wasn't leaving that impact that I wanted to, to leave. And I was super unhealthy. So I actually started um, kind of a wellness journey first because I saw, I watched her die of cancer and knowing that like she, she, she always did like, like she never drank. She was never a drinker. She was never a smoker or any of that, but like the eating habits and the things that I think about she, that I, I realized then that, wow, like all the, the daily diet Cokes and the daily hmm. things just build up. And so I was like, man, I'm doing the same thing to myself. So, um, I started on the wellness journey. And I actually um, started this whole journey with an, a multi-level marketing company, a network marketing company that was all in, in health and wellness. And that really kind of, not only did I get healthy, but I started seeing like this whole new world of opportunity that I never knew existed. Mm -hmm. And like now I'm not really, I'm, not really promoting any one 
company or anything like that. I'm building my own brand and my own thing and, 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 um, want to leave my mark, my, my mark, not someone else's mark, you know? Mm -hmm. So, but that really was like the, what do you call it? Like the spark that kind of started all of this. And then that with that company, we were working on personal development and I'm like, Oh wait, what's personal development? I've never, I've done lots of professional development. What is personal development? So I started working on that and just kind of everything just started kind of spiraling after that. And then I, I mean, I built a team really quick and then I plateaued and I lost the team really quick. I'm like, all right, so now I got to figure out how do I do this online marketing thing, like a way that's effective. So I started researching these different ways and, and so just have grown myself with all these different tools, online tools and the personal development and trying now at this point, like I have, I feel like I have all these different pieces that I've learned and, um, and practiced over the last few years. And now I'm just at the point where I'm like, okay, how do I bring it all together and build my own thing? Mm-hmm. Totally. So yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that with us. And I'm sorry for the loss of your mom. It's very hard and devastating, I'm sure, to watch her have to battle that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was, yeah, it was definitely hard. Um, I feel like I don't, I don't mind. I'm not like I cry about it every once in a while. But I, I know that her story and my story, walking with her in that, I know that I can help someone through that, through those hard times. It was all for a purpose. And, um, you know, in the time, it's always hard to know, like, why is this happening? But, you know, it's, uh, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm stronger for it. And we talk about Grammy all the time. And my kids know Grammy. And, Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. 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 It's amazing though. I, my brother died in 2014 and very similar. It was like, okay, I'm done. Like I'm done playing small. I'm done going half in. I'm done toe dipping. I'm done half-assing it really. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like yeah. <laughs> knowing, I think a lot of times too, we know for far longer what we're supposed to be doing or, or what we're passionate about deep in our heart, but we don't listen until something devastating and tragic happens. And a lot of times I think with a death of someone we love, it shakes us up to mm-hmm. say, okay, I get it. I don't have that much time here and I need to make this time count. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. I'm sorry to hear about your brother too. Oh, thanks. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So, uh, gosh, it's finding purpose in the pain, really taking the pain and using it as fuel to propel you forward, I think Mm -hmm. is huge. Yeah. 
Yeah, for sure. I mean, and I think too, like if I hadn't had, if we hadn't gone through that with my mom and we, she was still around, I mean, that would be awesome, but there would be, there would be a lot that wasn't there too. Like there would, I wouldn't have done a lot of things that I've done mm-hmm. because I did have that propellant, you know, to kind of shake me awake and say, Hey, what are you doing, Katie? This is the one chance you have on this planet. And what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, it's powerful. Yeah. All right. So you've been on this journey. You've done a lot of work personal development wise and business wise. I know we've had lots of conversations about (laughs) your different learning and you are a seeker for sure, Mm -hmm. uh, which is awesome. So tell us a little bit about what you're doing business wise, because I know you're creating um, some pretty amazing things to help women, right? Like moms are your most, is that your ideal client moms? Yeah. Yeah. Working with moms and my idea is to help moms balance the business, the relationships and the wellness piece. I mean, basically the same thing that I've been working on so long, um, but helping moms balance those things. And then you know, I was, I think a lot of times when we're building an audience, we just kind of think about our, ourselves and like your ideal client is someone that's pretty similar to yourself, at least in, in my, in my eyes it is. And so, you know, moms of younger kids, I haven't been through the teenage stuff yet, so I don't know what to get, what advice, you know, how <laughs> could I help a mom with, of teenagers? I don't know yet. So we'll get there, but you know, moms of young kids who are, who want to balance that the business, the relationships with their kids, with their, their spouse, with their friends. And then the wellness piece is super important. Mm -hmm. So, you know, just keeping it all, all flowing and and working well together. So. Yeah. 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 I, I, I think if you did a poll of moms and asked them what their biggest struggle as a mom was a a large percentage of them would probably say balance balancing all the things that we have to do or the expectations that we set for ourselves or whatever and I think you could totally help a mom with teenagers because teenagers (laughs) are just like parenting a (laughs) two-year-old Well, that's good to know. (laughs) (laughs) They're just in bigger bodies. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And then, you know, of course, um, you know, multicultural helping. I have a lot of friends who are in like the multicultural relationships. Like, how do you how do you work together? How do you figure that out? And I think that's another aspect that comes kind of come in in the relationship piece, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. How do you make sure you're communicating well together? Right. Yeah, that's, that's definitely a niche area for you. Yeah, for sure. So what kind of 
can you give just like one quick word of advice to moms who are seeking balance? Yeah. So one thing I would say to moms seeking balance is look at the, how you're starting your day. And I think a lot of times, especially when your kids are so young, sometimes you, you wake up and it's just like, go, 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 go. And it's everyone else's first. But if you can wake up just, you know, 20 or 30 minutes before everyone else, and just have that time for you to just get yourself centered on the day and just working on you, whether it's listening to something or praying or meditating or whatever it is that gets you centered before like chaos happens. <laughs> um, that's going to be huge just to getting, getting your day started. Right. And you're like, there's, I forget who says it, but it's like win the morning, win the day. You know? mm -hmm. so you can get a hold of your morning and get yourself together in the morning you got your day you know whether stuff hits the fan or not <laughs> <laughs> yes mm -hmm. yeah, yeah that's great that's great advice all right so I'm going to move into my questions for you the first question is what do you feel has been the most vital to your growth you know, I think most vital to my growth, yeah, there's the, the books and things that I've read, but really I think it's getting myself around people who are like-minded, who are like, like me and their thinking and making sure I'm around them cons consistently, mm -hmm. you know, whether it's once a week, once a month, whatever that looks like for me at that particular season in my life. Sometimes mm -hmm. I'm able to do it once a week, sometimes I'm not. So, um, but just making sure that it happens at least once a month that I'm around people who think like I do or have the same kind of goals and aspirations in life as I do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is huge, huge. Yeah. I didn't even realize that I wasn't around like-minded people for a long time until <laughs> I was, you know what I mean? <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like, oh my gosh, yes, I never knew this world existed. It's amazing. Yeah, it, it makes a huge difference. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. Okay, so number two is what do you want to make sure that people know? So I want to make sure that people know that they're going to mess up. You know, things are going to happen you know, whether you, you're, there's choices that you're going to make in life that may work out and they may not, they might be the right choice. They might be the wrong choice. You might mess up on something. And the thing is to just get back up and try it again. I mean, I can't even tell you how many times I've just messed up, like bad messed up. And, um, you just have to keep trying again and try and, and make yourself better. Like find out what, what was it that messed me up and how, how do I move things around so that I don't do that again? What do I need to do for myself, for my relationship, et cetera, 
so that I don't do that again. And um, just, and be, that's where the pride thing comes in again for me too. Be able to say, I'm sorry. Being able to say, I'm sorry, goes a long ways. And for a long time, there's been a lot of situations where I knew I was wrong. And I knew I messed up, but I couldn't, like, couldn't just say the words, I'm sorry. And just being able to say that is, is huge for the other person. It's huge for yourself. And, it, you know, so know mm -hmm. mess, you mess up and try, try again next time. Try, try harder and say, I'm sorry. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Those are good ones. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. So I want to talk. Thank you for that. You're I want to talk a little bit before we get off of here about what you have going on with the Backpacks for Hope because it's an amazing um, mission that you have and I got to go and be a part of the yoga which was a fundraiser for it and got to see some pictures and it was amazing so tell our listeners about Backpacks for Hope and what that's all about yeah absolutely so like we talked about before I was um, I have a strong connection to Peru so Backpacks of Hope is a we have a mission to collect backpacks and take them to kids in Peru to help bring, bring them. We want to create hope and opportunity for them. So what happened in Peru about a year and a half ago, uh, March of 2017, there was a huge flood and it wiped out this whole little community there that was close to where um, Alex and I lived when we were in Peru. And they're rebuilding. Some of the kids are in school. Some of them are not. It's, there's a, it's still kind of a mess. So we want to take backpacks to them and we're going to purchase school supplies in Lima, logistics of getting stuff there, and give these backpacks with school supplies to the kids. Um, but not just handing them backpacks, but also um, my husband has the whole Perusa. He's so good at moving people to do stuff. Um, and he has a whole event planned and where like there's a stage and there's speakers and a sound system, like huge thing. And we're going to be talking to these families in this community and encouraging them to get their kids to school. And why is this important? And how is this going to change you and your family? Mm -hmm. And, and be able to then hand them a backpack with school supplies as like a, this is, this is like a symbol of this hope and this opportunity that you are going to have now that you, you're going to school. And um, then we also are going, I've been, my husband's aunt is also a teacher there. So I've been talking to her and we're going to get some teachers together and do kind of like a teacher inspirational training strategy session and just help them um, help the teachers there too. So mm -hmm. we we're very excited about this and um, about the impact that it's going to make on this community and, you know, ultimately Peru when you've got kids educated and families educated and they know what's out there and available to them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's huge. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Knowledge is gosh. 
It's priceless. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. beautiful. I love it. So if people want to get involved, I know I will be putting links in the show notes uh, to your different okay areas where people can find you but why don't you tell them a little bit about if they want to get involved with backpacks of hope where would they do that how would they find you and if they just want to follow you and connect with you and be along this life journey with you where can they do that also yeah definitely um so we have a facebook page set up for backpacks of hope and it's just facebook.com forward slash my backpack of hope as the Facebook page for that. Or you can just connect with me too on Facebook. Um, and it's just facebook.com forward slash Katie Jane Acosta. So, and it's a Y K A T Y. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that, those would be the best place and you can reach out to me and um, send, send a message. We can connect about backpacks or um, however it is that you want to get involved with it. I would love to talk to you about it. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, and be on the lookout for things that you have coming up too yeah. with moms and balance and all of the amazing things that we need as much. Yes. Yes, (laughs) definitely. Definitely. So yeah, my website's going through a little construction right now. It's still open. It's the katiacosta.com, but that's, that's getting, I have the virtual assistant now, so it's going to be pretty, pretty soon. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Good for you. Good for you. All right. Well, thank you, Katie, so much for being my guest today. It was fun to have you. And I'm just so excited for everyone to get to know you and be able to connect with you. Yeah, thank you, Sarah. Thank you for everything you do for the um, for the we community, for for moms and the local moms. And I I know that you have some some great followers too that are not local. So I know that you're doing amazing things for and leaving your mark too. So thank you for mm. what you do. Well, thank you. Thank you. Oh, I'm excited to make our mark together. Yeah, very <laughs> exciting. Yes. Very glad to know you and thank you for the opportunity to be able to talk to your audience. Yeah, thank you. All right, my friends, that was so great. We hope you have enjoyed this episode and that you have taken away powerful insights and tools to apply to your own life. This episode of the WE podcast is brought to you by the WE community. The WE community is a space to learn, grow, and connect with like-minded women. Head on over to the Facebook community and get plugged in. There are giveaways and big announcements going on in that space that we know you will want to be a part of. You can also find us on Instagram as well. We also ask that if you love the Wee Podcast that you write us a review. If you take a screenshot of the review and share it on your social media, tag me, Sarah Moneras, and the Wee community, and we will put you into a drawing to win some awesome swag. We may even share your review and give you a shout out on our next episode. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out on new episodes dropping every week. Thank you so much and we cannot wait to see you over on social media.
Now, just so you know, the WE podcast will be taking a break the next couple of weeks. So the week of Christmas and New Year's, I will be spending time with my family and focusing on finishing my book during that time off. So we're really excited to continue to bring you amazing episodes in the new year. If you've missed any of the previous episodes, this is a great time to go back and catch up. We have an awesome lineup for you in 2019. There are big things to come for the WE podcast, and we cannot wait to let you in on it all. So thank you so much for being here today. It means a lot to us. Remember, your story makes you who you are. Speak your truth, grow constantly, rise above, and always know that you are not on this journey alone. See you next time.